0: This This is Umsteigermöglichkeiten, the Berlin dating shitshow.
1: Struggle. we're not bitter. It's fine.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're your hosts. Anna Marie, a queer journalist and feminist activist
1: from California. And Marta, a queer Londoner studying and working in Berlin. Let's get on with the show. So in this episode we are going to be discussing sex and masturbation, Mm -hmm. partnered and unpartnered sex, and we also swear, and we talk about sex toy companies and like the racist or sexist things that they might be doing. So just be aware of that. Marta! Anna Marie! (laughs) It feels like so long. It's been, I mean... Weeks. Weeks! Weeks! weeks and weeks time is fake oh it is it is indeed here we are and
0: despite being locked in for what seems like a fucking millennia we have a great
1: conversation for our <laughs> listeners <laughs> are you lonely in the pandemic and you listen to our podcast to feel like you're having a conversation with some friends <laughs> tune in <laughs> This week, I'm very happy to say that our lovely friend Anna is back. You may remember her from uh, episode 9, where we discuss STIs and sexual health testing in Berlin, which was really great, and she's very knowledgeable about these things. Yes. And this week, we decided to talk to her about masturbation, sex toys, and generally, like, self-loving during the pandemic, because...
0: Pandemic.
1: I just feel like, in general, that lockdown, too... It has been very different to lockdown one. Yeah. And probably the also because lockdown one was like, it was the spring, turning into the summer. It was nicer to be outside. It was nicer to go on outdoor days with people. Nowadays, we all just stay inside in the dark and we touch ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, (laughs) we do. (laughs) That's what we're talking about this week. How to touch yourself and what to touch yourself with. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Because especially, you know, listeners will
0: remember as well that we started lockdown and we both were very excited because this website, ICE, which Mm -hmm. is E-I-S, they had a big sale on sex toys. And I managed to get, what did I get? I got a rabbit and then they had a deal where you could get the Satisfier for free.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now
0: I am in the (laughs) very difficult position where the Satisfier is battery powered and the batteries are dead and the rabbit is cord chargeable and I can't find the cord. <laughs> oh
1: fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I have looked. <laughs> You're giving me crazy eyes right now.
0: <laughs> I have looked everywhere. <laughs> and you can feel it like when it's getting a bit less of a charge, because it's just not as motivated anymore. It's I like know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. On this installment of Ask Anna. Mm-hmm. Their pronouns are she and they. She tells us about why ICE is a problematic website. A lot of other interesting things, including like where a good place to start is, if you haven't gotten a lot of toys before, especially now when you can't go in and ask people who work there, you know, what their recommendations are. To this point of, you know, not one size or one toy fits all. Mm -hmm. I do have to say, this came up in the interview with Anna. I think if you're a vagina owner and you are going on a lot of these sex toy websites, the number one thing that everyone says is amazing right now is the satisfier.
1: Yeah, that's the one that like sucks on the clip, right? Exactly.
0: So it's supposed to mimic getting eaten out, receiving head. And, you know, I got that one for free when I made my order from Ice. And I definitely felt like Not that there is something wrong with me, but I was like, am I using this correctly? Mm -hmm. Uh, What's all the hype? And I've definitely learned a lot about, I think, my sexual preferences through toys. Mm -hmm. Because after a while, like, I haven't bothered to change the batteries because I don't think, I just don't think it's for me. I'm saying that because with the fact that these two styles of toys the satisfier and the rabbit are like Mm -hmm. the ones that are so popular and if you feel like those aren't working for you it's not something to be ashamed of it's not anything that's wrong with you Mm. and I've been really glad to learn that about myself like oh okay maybe I don't have the patience for this because it also requires you to be like lubed up or really wet to start off because it, it goes right on the clit yeah that for me is not how I want to do it when I'm on my own I'm like let's get in let's get out
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah I also feel this way about like vibrate like vibrators are supposed to be like Mm -hmm. the be all and end all of like sex toy empowerment like it's like buy yourself a vibrator and you'll never need a man again That's like kind of the (laughs) message but it really doesn't work for me I really hate vibration Yeah. yeah it doesn't feel good and I don't like it you know and then yeah, I kind of feel annoyed when people are like, Oh, are you gonna buy a vibrator? Or when a partner's like, I wanna use a vibrator on you and then I feel like they're kind of disappointed when I'm like, I oh, don't really Yeah. It doesn't really do anything for me, let's be honest.
0: But yeah. I'm so glad you said that. Yeah. It's just it just goes to show like all the many ways we can get pigeonholed.
1: Yeah.
0: And then if people aren't talking about this with each other, we get sucked into like shame spirals where we're like exactly. all these reviews for this toy are, you know People with vaginas or people without vaginas saying how amazing it is. And it's just
1: like, well, what if that's just not right for you? And that's fine. That's fine. And if it is, I mean, if vibration works for you, more power to you. Yeah. Like, vibe all you want. It's just not for me.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because, like, for me, my vibrator is definitely my toy. Mm -hmm. I like that a lot better. Mm -hmm. And the satisfier just isn't satisfying for me. So, Marta, you were telling me that you recently bought a toy. And...
1: You had a good experience with that. Can you tell me more about that? That's right. So, the toy that I bought is called the owner. I'm taking it out of the box now, as so if I'm going to like show anybody how it works. She's, but like,
0: <laughs> she's showing you, listeners. Can you see what's you, going on? Can you hear? She's opening the the white canvas sack with ribbons, <laughs> and she's taking out an octopus tentacle. No,
1: it's not an octopus tentacle. It's a so the owner is. On the box it says customized penetration depth and so it's basically like these uh, squidgy rings that you can put around the base of whatever you might use to penetrate so like it could be a dildo it could be a penis it could even be fingers Mm -hmm. and it helps to control the depth of penetration so that you can avoid pelvic pain um, wherever you are being penetrated and the thing that I really like about this company is that I I looked into them and they're a small company they're based in California Mm -hmm. And they were designed, or this product is designed by a woman who was having this issue with pain during sex, and she wanted to like make something that would help other people. And that's kind of the whole ethos of this company is they're very like pro pelvic health. I mean, the side of the box says, does penetration sometimes get painful? We know how you feel and we believe that you deserve choices. Which is a very, like, I know the word empowering gets thrown around a lot, but it feels empowering. You know, pain during sex is common. Yes. But it doesn't have to be something that you, like, suffer through. Right. And that you just have to put up with. And it's most common amongst people with vaginas.
0: That's right. Not people with penises. And it's, I understand that it's also difficult for people with penises to maybe sense that at Mm -hmm. all times. And vagina holders have become very good at hiding our pain exactly because it happens so frequently we were just talking about having painful sex when the penetrator is bopping your cervix <laughs>
1: and <laughs> bopping is so, sounds, <laughs> such a friendly thing yeah, okay.
0: <laughs> looking, i don't
1: know ramming it beating the shit out of your yeah. cervix it's so bad yeah Yeah. Well, I'm really happy that I bought this I haven't tried it yet so I don't know if it's but the, all the reviews were like glowing like. yeah I'm very excited for you as well but also it kind of like the like pain during sex thing I mean it is new for me hmm. as a sexual person in my like sexual history and I feel like something that we also mentioned with Anna in this interview is that the pandemic has like changed sex and yeah. changed masturbation for a lot of people and I know that also for me, like, my libido has definitely gone way down mm-hmm. during this pandemic. But the thing that I've realized and also that we discussed with Anna is to be patient with yourself and, like, to take time and yeah. allow yourself. Because you're a human and your life will change. Your sex life will change. Mm-hmm. How you masturbate and how you experience pleasure will all change. And there's no, like, right or wrong way to do it. Unless you're, like, hurting other people, in which case right. you should not do that. Or non-consensual. Right. Yeah. But there's no wrong way to, like, experience your own sex life. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Exactly. And I think, yeah, it's it's such a big thing to realize that our libidos are operating largely in part to outside factors Mm -hmm. and being in a pandemic is affecting people in ways that we can't even know yet. And I also relate. My libido has gone like super down. And typically I am one of those people who it goes up Mm -hmm. and then I'm just like so horny that if someone is standing next to me on the train I'm like oh my god (laughs) you know for like a week and then I'll have periods where it's just absolutely not something I think about and definitely during this pandemic it's gone way down we can save that for another episode (laughs) we could talk about (laughs) that but just to say listeners that if you're experiencing any of that it's very normal and the other thing what I wanted to say about pain with sex and these myths of especially I think people with vaginas grow up with, is that if your body doesn't respond in a certain way to sex, mm-hmm. that that is just the way it is, and that it, that's the way it's always going to be, and that there's nothing to be done, whether that's, you know, someone who hasn't experienced an orgasm, either with a partner or alone, or someone who's experienced pain, and they think, okay, well, I'm just never going to have, you know, penetrative sex. There is a lot of knowledge out there to... Try different things, see what works. I mean, we, it's so easy for us to get like bogged down in the, uh, okay, well, you know, shrug. I, it's scarier to look for a solution than it is to not. And that's really sad because pleasure is a right.
1: and We should all experience it when we want to. So welcome back, Anna. Welcome back to our podcast. It's so exciting that we have you back once again.
2: Hi, I'm very happy to be
1: back. So, Anna, on your Instagram, you do a lot of like Q&As and you interact a lot with your audience and you like hear from from their perspectives. I was wondering if you have noticed anything with your audience or with any other community discussions or anything like that about lockdown and the impact that it's had on people's kind of sexual habits and their kind of masturbation habits also and like what changes you may have noticed and whether those are like positive benefits or negative consequences
2: I mean I only started doing the Q&As like a few months ago so we were already in in lockdown we were already you know like dealing with this situation so I cannot really compare it with what was before but I get a lot of first-time sexto user questions like, oh, what would you recommend for me? Or kind of like, oh, I've tried this and I'm not sure about it. Do you have any other tips? How do I even care for sex toys and stuff like that? So I think there is, you know, it's definitely like getting to people that there's like this absence of physical touch and that sex toys are a great you know, option to like deal with that. Mm-hmm. And I think there's more curiosity
1: from people
2: to just like try out new stuff to get into the glorious world of sex toys. Yes. So I also did like a, a lecture slash workshop about having sex during the pandemic. Mm. Yeah, asked people on my Instagram, you know, like through these like Instagram polls about like how they felt their libido was changing, how their sexual life was changing. And what was really interesting was that so few people said that it was the same. Like it was, so I, I think I did like a sliding scale. Like it's like my libido is significantly lower, is significantly higher. And then, you know, you could like slide. And so few people actually stated that it was the same. Like it was two extremes, either like extremely lower or extremely higher, but there wasn't much in between, which was really interesting for me that like, I think 90% of people said that there was like a certain change to how they experience sexuality, how their sexual life lives are at the moment. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also a question that's like, Brought up a lot in the Q and A's that I do. That like I think every single week someone is asking me about like how do I deal with uh, like loss of libido because of COVID. Mm. And I mean, you know, when you think of it, I think people are kind of scared of it or just like start freaking out but like when you think of it we're dealing with so much shit right now like it's inevitable that this is happening and I think just because it's like everything around sex is such you know such taboo so stigmatized that Mm -hmm. the fear around it is much bigger because we never talk about like yeah changes in libido are very common and Mm -hmm. you're sex life is very dependent on outside factors in our life and stuff like that. So I think for a lot of people, it's like, I think now it's like the time for them to get closer to their sexual side, to like explore it and realize what exactly they feel. Because, I mean, we all have much more time <laughs> and, you know, we're just on our own, so masturbate people yeah 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 so I've definitely noticed like some not some a lot of curiosity around it and I think that's fun but it's also you know it's sad that so many people are just like oh I don't know how should I feel about this Mm -hmm. Yeah, at least
0: they're reaching out to you though that's a really good step I think so what would you say to people who are sort of coming at it from like they're new to sex toys and they're asking you where to start. What do you tell those people?
2: So I always, I think that's like my number one advice because often people are like, "Oh, which toy should I start with?" And it's not that easy because yeah. each person likes different things. Each body is completely different. So even if like me and my friend are into the same thing, still our bodies are different our you know reactions to sensations are different so there is not a single like universal toy that works for everyone
0: right
2: so I'm always trying to say like oh don't you know rather instead of like trying to find this like perfect dip that works for me as a person rather like focus on figuring out what sensations you like Mm -hmm. if you prefer I don't know clitoral stimulation if you prefer penetration whether anal or vaginal if if you have a penis if you want to like use cock rings if you want to use masturbators you know just like kind of like sit down and think about what you enjoy Mm -hmm. both in like partnered sex and in solo sex and then start from there yeah and then instead of being like oh this is a great toy rather what you should focus on is checking what material the toy is from Mm. how it operates if it's you know like batteries or rechargeable and just figure out like what's good for you do you want to have a a toy with like a cord that you plug in that might not be as flexible as something with batteries or Mm. rechargeable I'm just like
0: or blows a fuse if you plug it into the wall
2: yeah yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) consider these factors and check out some i always like recommend some brands that i like Mm -hmm. that i kind of like stand behind because i think that's better than just saying oh these are my top three toys because that doesn't mean that they work Mm -hmm. for everyone and Mm -hmm. so for example i'm really into like very strong vibrations that i know are not for everyone so i'm like i'm not gonna give you this advice and then you will like Come at me saying that it hurt you, like
1: yeah, (laughs) has happened. So yeah, oh Oh god, yeah. Because you do you do sex toy reviews on your on your Patreon, right, and also on your your Instagram channel. So how do you choose which toys to review, actually?
2: Luckily, lately I've been able to get some like promo samples from from sex toy brands. Mm -hmm. I just sorted it out like two toys that are coming my way so I'm very excited about it but otherwise if it's not like a promo deal you know I just like check out different sex educators who review toys I check out sex shops that I like and you know I'm always thinking about sex toys because I'm just really enthusiastic about them so I have like a list of toys that I would like to try out Maybe. I would like to add to my collection and lately I've been trying to kind of like test the waters out not just stick to what I like or what is like my go-to kind of simulation but to just also check out different things and
1: experiment
2: myself.
1: Another thing that I learned from your Instagram recently was about the kind of ethical or unethical nature of sex toys. Could you give us like a breakdown of what makes a sex toy or a company that makes sex toys? What makes them ethical versus unethical? And Mm. how can you, like, as somebody who's interested in buying a sex toy, how can you make those kinds of decisions about what you want to buy and where you want to put your money? So what I look into is...
2: Where are they based and where they make their toys? I always try to just stick to brands that, like, manufacture their toys themselves or are not, like, outsourcing them somewhere very far away.
0: Mm, Okay.
2: Because in general, I just like to shop local. So Mm. I usually stick to, like, European brands. That's something that I also do with like, even if it's a promo deal, I try to not collab with like brands from the US or something, because I just want to like reduce the carbon footprint of that Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So that's important for me, if it's, you know, local, I think it's just very important to see if you can actually find out how and where the toys are manufactured because many brands don't say anything about it and that's always like a warning sign Mm -hmm. that there's something fishy happening sometimes I even try to like really look into who's behind the brand I think it's always interesting to also look like who works in the company who's behind it yeah just read their like about page what they you know publish there for me what's also important is if like the way they present themselves if there's like very cishet very like normative way of presenting their products if there's like mainstream pretty skinny couples you know that's all they have in their ads and that's like yeah this is what our what the users of art toys should be like that's always like very iffy
0: yeah
2: um to me so I try not to you know support brands like that because mm-hmm. yeah I just want the brands I buy from to kind of you know align with who I am and that is a queer person so I don't really want to be like oh, I don't want to see these like two straight people making out on the <laughs> packaging i'm not
0: interested to see that anyway come on yeah, exactly. yeah.
2: and another thing is that's not as related to the brand but what's really important to check when you're buying for a sex story it's just the material okay if it's body safe mm-hmm. uh which is like silicone some types of plastic but generally I try to stay away from plastic. Okay. Glass, metal, wood, porcelain, mainly just silicone. Silicone is great because it's like easy to, you know, to deal with. It feels great. And it's easy to clean. So
0: Mm -hmm.
2: yeah, like the material, I would say that's the main thing you need to check for. Because there's basically two types of materials for sex toys. Those that I named are non-porous materials, so it means that it doesn't, when you use it, the material doesn't kind of, like, basically suck in Mm -hmm. all, you know, the stuff that comes out of you using a toy, so (laughs) all the fluids, or possibly even, like, STIs. Mm -hmm. Porous toys, there's this danger that, you know, it, it gets in the toys, and it, gets transmitted or starts you know getting bad like the toy starts kind of rotting away and oh. <laughs> yeah. and that's the issue with a lot of like cheap sex toys that they are just made from materials like jelly for example oh that's very unsafe it even happened to me that I bought just this like small jelly butt plug just for pictures because I do like still life photos with my sex toys Mm-hmm. And I just really liked how it looked. It was very kind of '90s uh, futuristic style, of just like a clear really? pink jelly butt plug. And then I just like threw it into my box, and it started melting because it was touching something. No, Ew. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's not like, a good sign. What? What's happening? Gross. You know that's not only bad to the toy to this one toy but it's also bad for all the toys you have next to it yeah. because uh, yeah. ugh, it was gross I no longer have it I still tried to like take some photos with it but it started kind of leaning <laughs> towards one side <laughs> yeah, it was really weird so was
1: not- okay that's freaky yeah.
2: that would be a good way don't buy a 3 euro jelly bug plug hmm. um, that's i guess that's the main advice i will give today
0: <laughs> do you know off the top of your head like what are the other porous materials to avoid besides that
2: so basically i think only abs plastic is non-porous okay. and all different kinds of plastic sometimes it's like uh pvc like toys are, are made of pvc or yeah all kinds of plastic basically okay also sometimes there's these toys that look metal, metal but it's actually just like a basically a sticker foil on like plastic so mm-hmm. you don't want that on okay. you anywhere
1: it also matters what lube you use right because yeah i bought a toy recently which is made of polymer and the company is really good and like mm-hmm. they're very like pro pelvic health and and pro um comfortable sex and the reason that they said that they use the polymer. They used to make it from silicone, mm-hmm. but because silicone lube is recommended for like pelvic health, mm-hmm. they stopped using silicone because the lube would degrade the toy. So yeah. now it's made of a, a body-safe polymer instead of the silicone. So like,
0: yeah, yeah. What is
1: polymer? For a, a plastic, basically. I think.
2: I think the way it works with like silicone lube is that essentially the two silicones just kind of like start dissolving each other.
0: Right,
2: I would really love to make my own sex toy but mm. I don't know how to go down
1: oh, you collab with a brand and then you get yeah. the Anna Wim exclusive holographic pink sex toy do you know what kind it would be?
2: Hmm. I really like clitoral stimulation so something for that probably something to like grind on yeah. because I really enjoy that but all the toys that are, like, supposed to be for that that I've tried just didn't really work okay. to me. So I think I would focus on that.
0: What are toys that are supposed to be to grind on? What are they, What do they look like? Is it, like, a surface?
2: It kind of looks like a small saddle. Oh, okay. you know, it's like interesting. You have a saddle for a horse, but, you know, you would, like, sit on it. Yeah. And you kind of grind on it. But yeah, well, I experience is that it's either too thin or that the toys are like too thick for to fit between your labia so like again I don't want to like just kind of slightly you know scratch my labia with it, I <laughs> it on tip, so. yeah. yeah,
0: that definitely sounds like one of those where it's so dependent on like the anatomy of the person
2: yeah,
0: they have to be able to come in like multiple different sizes, I imagine.
2: I think that would be so cool if you had one toy that would come in different sizes. I just always say like never really buy rapid vibrators because it's so hard to actually find one that fits your body, you know, yeah. like the distance from a vagina and a clit is different in every person but the toy mm-hmm. is only one size so it's so hard to like find one that actually simulates both spots yeah, the way you like and it's just such a like risky purchase risky investment uh-huh. and I think that's like the toy that is always recommended yeah. for people with vulvas because you know you get like two see kinds of pleasure in one but yeah I'm always like no rabbits? no. Nah.
0: I'm so glad you're saying that because I got a rabbit for me it only works in a very very specific position and that requires a lot of work beforehand
1: yeah. it has to get all
0: the way up there you know and then it's finally <laughs> on both the clit and at the right spot for the G spot but <laughs> otherwise it's kind of like okay a lot of machinery <laughs> to yeah. be dealing with <laughs> So you would recommend something that's just like a simple...
2: Yeah, um, I always say like if you start with sex touch, just try a bullet. Okay. Because you can use it internally, even though like bullets are usually small, but still you get to test, you know, how vibrations feel for you. Obviously, you cannot use a bullet for anal yeah. penetration, because for anal penetration, you need something with a flared base. Okay. Because otherwise your butt will actually suck it up. I did not know this.
1: Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. then you have to go to the hospital to get it removed. Yeah.
2: If there's not like a something to stop it okay. at the end, you might not get it back.
0: Oh my gosh. I th- This makes so much sense now. All the Grey's Anatomy I watched over the last month. <laughs> they always have cases of people putting things that are not supposed to be going up
2: there. Yeah. 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 And yeah, otherwise, I think bullets are great because you just, you're usually cheap, they're small, they're discreet. So, you know, also you don't have to like deal with having these weird feelings about like your first sex toy being huge. And, you know, it's like a big proof of you venturing into that world. Yeah. And you can, you know, just test the waters out, figure out if you like rumbly or buzzy vibrations, what strength you want to go for. Mm-hmm. You can use it on the clit, you can use it on the shaft of the penis, on balls, you can use it on nipples. So I think that's like a great, great thing to start out with. Super good tip. Thank you.
1: <laughs> a lot of the sex toy discourse that I see that's like about promoting sex toys and then people like discovering them is often in my experience, geared at people who, who masturbate or who have solar sex, who have vulvas, Like a lot of sex toys are geared towards that. Because I feel sometimes that there might almost be like a stigma people who have penises around using a sex toy during masturbation because it seems like something that's dirty or like a shameful thing that somebody might want to use a toy. Mm-hmm. Do you ever review those sex toys or do you have any tips for people who are like looking to use those kind of sex toys? So I've actually
2: been trying to address that. Because I realized that, yeah, like, all these sex educator accounts, they're usually by people with vulvas, and the toys that are reviewed are, you know, for clitoral or vaginal or, inostimulation, you know, stimulation, which is, you know, genderless, basically, but, but mm-hmm. still... And there's so little about sex toys for people with penises. Mm. And yeah, I think there is definitely a huge stigma around it in our society. I think it comes from, again, this like problematic heteronormative sexist belief in our society that like, you know, if you're someone with a penis and he don't get enough sex there's like you know you're a wimp or something Mm -hmm. like you're not good enough but Uh at the same time people with vulvas are harder to please quote unquote Mm -hmm. right yeah that they need more that they need you know it's not enough to just have like penetrative sex that you need more yeah to be satisfied because in this like very cis heteronormative belief of our society it's like oh women are hard to please and men are there just to like fuck and deliver so I think that's like directly translated into the whole like thing about sex toys and Mm -hmm. still even though there are some amazing toys for penis owners there's still this like stigma around Mm -hmm. who uses them around them being seen as like yeah like you use it because you you're not good enough managing to get enough sex partners or enough sex or mm-hmm. you're not able to perform like a proper guy which mm. you know is bullshit obviously and I've been really trying to get more toys that are for penises into my little sex toy collection so that I can include them in my like post in my visual art I think a lot of sex toys for penis owners design also like no wonder people feel weird about it because you know when you think of like the stereotypical flashlight you have yeah it looks weird it's like yeah. this very thing artificial vulva or like breasts with a hole that look yeah. very unrealistic and it looks very cheap so like no wonder that mm-hmm. you know people feel weird about it but at the same time there's like so many cool new toys that are just innovating how sex toys for penis owners look so you know we can definitely like move towards that and just promote these because you know everyone can use and should use sex toys and it shouldn't be seen as like oh it's cool if people with vulva experiment but if it's people with penises it's kind of weird it's still like what's wrong with me that's not true I don't know
0: how I absorbed this idea but also wonder Anna, what you have to say about there's this idea at some points maybe not in Berlin which is you know, thankfully, but that masturbating with a toy is like not okay, that you should be like a purist. And again, I didn't, I I don't know where I got this idea. So maybe it's just me, (laughs) but I think I was raised a bit with this idea that like you, if you masturbate, you should at least just be doing it like with your hand or yourself. Because I also do remember oddly talking with the publisher of the newspaper I worked for, because we went to an event together at a sex shop and she was saying how, yeah, you know, like if you use a vibrator too often, then you get used to it and then you can't climax with anything else. And I, I mean, I was young and impressionable, so I was a bit worried about that. And I have a hard time getting it out of my head. So mm-hmm. if I use my vibrator too often, I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> what will become of me? <laughs> you know, yeah. can you break that apart for
2: us? Is it bullshit? Should we be buying a range of toys, too? So that's also definitely a question I've gotten many times in my Q&A. There's this myth of like, if you use a toy too often, you will get desensitized. And basically, it's not true. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, like with everything, you know, you can get used to anything, but that doesn't mean that you can never change it. Mm-hmm. We as people are you know, flexible and we change and are experience of different sensations sensations changes as well so you know I would not really be worried about that also the thing with like desensitizing I think that's like a legit fear especially I mean as I said like I go up for really strong vibration like if it doesn't nearly blow my clit off I don't <laughs> want it uh, yeah. so you know like maybe some fear should be in place but i don't really care and basically the like science behind it or whatever behind it is that it's as if like your you know when you have like your hand in one spot or your feet get like these you know like little ants. Mm-hmm. if you have it in like one position for too long it gets you know desensitized from being in this one position, in this one sensation for a while. But it regenerates. It just disappears after a while. And it's nothing permanent. It might feel a bit numb or, you know, kind of, like, overwhelmed after yeah. the act. But it's nothing that would have, like, a life-lasting effect on your body. I would just, like, trust your body to figure it out and not be afraid of, like, this toys overtaking Mm -hmm. stemming a lot from like the stigma around sex toys that you're using something foreign and you're using this tool of like kinkiness and promiscuity or whatever so it will not only change your soul because you will get more sexual or what have you but it will also change your body and you will be this different evil person (laughs)
0: god we're so puritan still but i did just want to ask real quick about what are maybe some of the biggest websites that people have access to in berlin Mm -hmm. for sex toys and what you would recommend but especially if you have any reaction thoughts on the on the website ice i don't know if maybe it is one of the biggest
2: ones or if it's just because i saw a lot of it Okay. it is huge and it's very problematic actually okay uh, I'm honestly worried I will like sue me soon because I made like a big post about them and also about their brand Satisfyer oh, which okay. I used to I had no idea they were connected and I used to recommend because they like their toys are high quality
0: yeah
2: and they're very affordable but the reason why they're affordable is because they're by eyes that like sell a lot of cheap shitty products okay and kind of just ride all other small sex shops out of the picture basically Mm -hmm. also i i heard and i cannot name who said it but apparently if another sex shop wants to even slightly criticize them they go for them with a legal suit, which is really fucking awful. And apparently it's like, as I said before, like it's four dudes from marketing who are like, oh, sex toys are profitable business. So we will just start this company and we will just earn our money on like selling toys and kind of rebranding it as like cool and quirky and funky. Mm-hmm. but they don't really care about like any sex education any sexual liberation sexual health right And mm-hmm. i think that's also an important factor to like consider when you're deciding what brand to choose like check out how they talk about sex so yeah Ice is not only problematic in like selling bad quality because they also do sell a lot of High quality good good brands okay. for good prices because they're such a huge company and yeah. they have so much profit that they can afford to do like large discounts on yeah. on products. But again, that's problematic because they're like making it difficult for smaller ethical sex shops. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're also very icky in the sense of running very problematic ads like mm. they had this ad that was like oh is she on her period that means blowjob week like oh, no sake. <laughs> no we don't do that and they also did some like wild africa series and it was basically just like this banner on their website and you would click on it and there was this like dark skin woman in like a very kind of seductive in a very like colonial gay setting and then basically you would like click on the banner and it was just like animal printed toys oh cool that sounds great yeah okay (laughs) eyes I would not recommend okay that is very good to know and I'm ashamed (laughs) for having bought from them yeah but that being said I mean I have also bought stuff from them I absolutely get if people you know buy from them because they are a very they're a good deal you know you can get a lot of toys Mm -hmm. for good prices they have a huge offer of many brands that are not available anywhere else in Germany I think it's also important to just like put it out there with you know all these like issues with them so that everyone can make their decision
0: Definitely.
2: Otherwise, there's many smaller sex shops in in Germany. I mean, in Berlin, we have Other Nature, which I think is very cool. It's this queer feminist ethical sex shop near Merindam. They also have an online shop. Uh, there's Fuck in Hamburg. Yeah. Then you also have, like, Orion and Amorelli and Dildo King, which you know, are still big businesses. They have a lot of not high quality products. But again, don't shop by a specific product Mm -hmm. or by price, shop by brand. Because even the shitty like online sex shops, they still have high quality toys, which is why it's important to like check what brand it is, what material it is, you know, the story behind it. So even on all these large online sex shops you can find good stuff good and ethical stuff
1: don't forget to follow anna on instagram she has a patreon she has an onlyfans right and some other instagram pages and a blog so let's all support our good friend anna in her amazing sex education endeavors thank you very much for Joining us for this episode of Umsteigermöglichkeiten, Möglichkeiten, the Berlin dating podcast. As always, you can find us on Instagram at umsteiger podcast. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. <laughs> you Marta. You you <laughs> you. you. <laughs> Me Marta.
0: You and the Marie. <laughs>